0: Welcome to the Cool Summer Podcast. I'm James. And I'm Marcus Sparks. Hi there. Hello. Welcome back. This yeah. week we're on the pod, we're talking about season one, episode four. You don't hunt, you don't eat. I do Did I say that the proper Texas twang? You don't hunt, you don't eat.
1: Ooh, that's oh, nice. Joy.
0: You got it. Yeah. I uh
1: <clears throat> I tried to work on my voice for a certain character. On oh, um, yeah. certain lines of dialogue i sounded like i felt like a monster okay
0: <laughs> maybe it's better not to yeah.
1: <laughs> i felt like a fucking creep <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, uh, this episode written by imogene binney directed by laura nisbet peters uh, imdb yeah. does not have the credits for them in this episode weirdly but uh it's there we check yeah
1: image and beanie
0: novelist wrote on two other
1: shows uh lauren is peters done a few other freeform shows also sweet magnolias and netflix so she must know norbuck so that's cool um cool. i have i have some some follow-up just uh i you know i love the moving parts like uh, i had read previously that the showrunner had come on the show after the pilot had already been shot which is not unheard of also mm-hmm. not unheard of pilot all originally featured a different actress in the role of Kate. It was an actress named Mika Abdallah. It was done probably in May of 2020 or uh, the pilot shot in like late 2019 uh, recasting in May of 2020. Uh, Thanks to Amara for pointing that out. Mika Abdallah looks interesting. She looks a lot like um, 95
0: Jeanette. She's a brunette brunette or like darker haired, right?
1: Yeah. Darker haired brunette. Um, uh, Also, Got a couple follow-up on some of our video store talk. Uh, Jessica pointed out that they had a Hollywood video in North Carolina in the 90s. There you go. Uh, She worked at Blockbuster as a senior in high school. The perks included five free rentals a week and also a rental of a new release one week before they normally came out.
0: Wow. uh, One of my sisters worked at a video store for a little while. I think they could just take whatever home, if memory serves. Um, I don't think there's there even a limit. Like if they just wanted to bring a video on they could.
1: Was that a perk or was
0: that just something they did? <laughs> good good point. Yeah. True, true. <laughs>
1: um yeah, before I get this up to I just want to her that Mallory literally said in the previous episode, the last thing in the world the in the world that this shit old town needed was another Kate Wallace. So I just want everyone thinking about that.
0: Um Oh Mallory. Um also
1: you I, mentioned I got every- um, sorry, go on. I was—I like, got halfway through this episode the first time before I realized Jeanette's not in it at all.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. This is, this is kind of a weird one is that Jeanette is not in it at all. Not even like briefly, like Kate mm-hmm. will show up briefly in some other ones. Um, you mentioned the the pilot and the recasting and whatnot. Um, I believe at one point there was a sister, Turner, instead of a brother, Derek. Because uh, they, oh, they, there's it's somebody you can find in the cast listing somewhere for like a, another, I can't remember the name, it's like another female Turner. Um, and... People theorize that about that for a while, like, ooh, what does it mean? But I, I'm pretty sure it's just like originally there was a uh, like a, a sister character instead of a brother, and that's why you can oh, still find like you know the traces of the the original pilot or whatever.
1: Okay, cool. I mean, it's not crazy. I mean, pilots get retooled. I mean, mm-hmm. look at uh, Power Buff Girls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll see if that gets retooled. Did you uh, like see so any the the script uh, excerpts that people are posting from that?
1: From the Powerpuff Girls, no. Yeah,
0: no. Oh man, it was is rough. Is it okay? It's like yeah. wake up, Blossom, or we'll leak your nudes. Like just, just oof. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, like you know, the one I
1: always think about is um, the Wonder Woman pilot years ago with what's her name? Who was eventually on Agents of Shield? Oh, it's like Dave, David David e. Kelly doing it, right? Yeah, David mm-hmm. e. Kelly's Wonder Woman pilot. Like mm-hmm. tv's fucking weird, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like even like PLL. Like you know, we talked about. Uh, uh, Wesley the Watcher was originally Byron, and there was like a weird
0: Canadian mic and, and yeah. other things. I mean, they reshot yeah. the whole Game of Thrones pilot like over again, if I recall. Yo, yeah,
1: absolutely. Original Willow. Yeah, <laughs> original Willow. Whoever she is. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so this episode takes place. These events unfold approximately on July 15th, 93,
0: 94, 95. So like about 10 days after the last episode, which last episode started on the 4th, so. We're moving through the summer here. Getting we right really into are. the groove of the middle of summer. Um,
1: yeah, so ninety-three we start off. We see Rod Wallace is cleaning out a gun, his very nicely organized garage with his biological daughter Ashley, or I presume biological daughter Ashley. Um, one of the reasons I really like Rod, I think is he just seems like he's just a dorky dad. Like he's just like big on the respect the gun, safety first, cleanliness
0: second. Not that I like
1: guns. At all,
0: he, he doesn't give off that but weird I Like, gun dorks. energy, yeah.
1: No, yeah. I like dorks, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Rod just seems like a cool where's, dude.
1: Where's the National Dork Dad Association?
0: <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Ashley, uh, his daughter, and then Kate don't seem to get along too well, so some real you know. chilliness between the two there. And it's, I think, um, he, he he says, like, my girls think alike or what, you know, and like kate's like yeah i guess we do and ashley's just like i'm out of here you know it's like like you can sense it like fuck this ashley does not like having to share you know daughter status at all
1: well yeah yeah kate's really in the idea of being sisters like really into like this big blended family yeah Mm -hmm. ashley not so much uh 94 kate lets herself into the family's dining room, looks around like really taking it all in closes these sliding doors behind her
0: um flashes back to it's gotta be I mean this is a tall wall, I guess yeah I don't know um the the wallpaper is interesting it's just like this like deep red with like you know green ivy on it I don't know it's it's ominous it's weird I like it
1: There's a um oh there's a famous art print that people always copy for for wallpaper strawberry something it reminded me of that um as she flashes back to her time in the basement she's come running out of the shower to see what appears to be martin harris he's left like a plastic container of trail mix and and then he runs up the stairs this is always fascinating it was like these these little details of him like almost being because i i feel like i was watching this initially like looking for twists or Mm -hmm. something right it's like like the way he seems scared of her which she's fierce he should be uh, but like she flings it angrily, implies that she's been eating a lot of it. I don't want any more fucking trail mix. So she wants to go home. On well, just the
0: banality of her captivity in this carpeted basement <laughs> that she's stuck in. It's yeah. So it, it just it has this kind of real dingy vibe, you know, just like fluorescent lighting. Like you can just imagine losing your mind down there. Like not, you know, just being stuck. And yeah, who knows yeah. what this fucker is doing to you.
1: Um, back in 94 Ashley comes joins Kate um, Kate's reflecting on the fact that her family redecorated the dining room and then she's like oh yeah it was a couple months ago and Kate's like they were looking at
0: wallpaper samples while I was locked in a basement and yeah, she's just like I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice uh, tracking shot on the pattern here this really reminded me of the center um, Jessica Biel and wallpaper man I don't know. Yeah, yeah. She seems to be a fascination of hers. Um and then hugging and kissing starts playing and you start der, freaking der, the der, fuck der, out. Der,
1: yeah. As as Kate also starts like fuging out at this wallpaper. And then we um we cut to ninety-five and we see um an associate of the guy who's gonna be her main lawyer, who I think we saw we saw last week. Uh and this associate's just like, what a tasteful wallpaper. <laughs>
0: joy immediately just starts going off on him i'm not paying you for your you know decorating or whatever uh and she just like keeps laying into the the lawyers here and kate's like seemingly the one who like has it under control here where like joy just keeps going on and on and you know about how these lawyers are expensive and kate's just like well why don't you shut up and let them you know let us win yeah
1: Lawyer points out that the Walls uh, Wallace name is at stake here along with a lot of money to be lost. Um Kate points out that you know Jeanette's been building her case in secret for months. She's, she's smart, she's sociopathic, she's got no soul, um, but she's smart. And then Kate's just like, lucky for us, I'm smarter. Um and then like Rodwalls gives her like a little head nod, like fuck yeah. <laughs> um and then uh Kate's like, I don't go hunting without arming up first. So I'm asking you, how do I prepare? Uh the lawyer says that Jeanette's alleging that Kate knowingly spread false information, which caused herself damages. So the um lawyers are gonna try to like their lawyers are gonna
0: try to paint Kate as an unreliable narrator. Yeah, which, and that's how they prepare. And, and as he's kind of discussing how the um I guess they're to the defense technically, so how the the prosecution is going to go after them, gets like dollying in on Kate here. And I think the idea of Going over all those details and looking for any inconsistencies and whatnot, like it seems like she's really stealing herself here. Like she's trying mm-hmm. to like put on this like kind of like stern like fighter face, but mm-hmm. as, as we just keep moving closer on her face there, as she's like hearing this, and it's like this will be a challenge. Is the kind of the impression I get by this framing here.
1: Well, and she's, you know, she's really staking it all. Like, I don't lie. You can ask anyone. And, and he's like, you know, we're going to. you know Your, your integrity is at stake, but also your memory. I'm going to try to poke holes in your story. And, and, you know, that's where her legal defense lies. Um,
0: well, it's practically maybe, like triggering PTSD, I feel like, as she's hearing all yeah. this. But she's like, you know, has this brave front that she's putting on here.
1: Well, and I think the fascinating thing about a lot of these type of cases, and like I, I'm only I only ever like really dip my toe in like the, the true crime stuff, but it, they're based on such um, I like the term used, banal, normal human things like the like Adnan Syed case. I mean, realistically, for him, kind of comes down to like, can you remember where you were at this time eight months ago? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, yeah, <laughs> I, I can't. Um, so 94, after title card, Jamie's dropping Cave off of therapy. She's kind of like lost in thought. And so she finally asks him, you know, what were you doing after the
0: garden party two weeks ago? And it's a, a like, tricky oh, question. Just, you know, it's yeah, an yeah. open-ended, like, let's see what you say type of thing. Because uh, as and we she's know, so he was about she meeting plays. up with uh, Jeanette kissing her.
1: For, for smoochies, yeah. yeah. Uh, he says he was just, you know, kicking it with Ben. She so doesn't call him out on it, but it's like, come on, Jamie, come it's just on. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Filing that one away. <laughs>
0: yeah it was yeah. one chance so, he had to come clean yeah
1: yeah and you know would have been better now mm-hmm. than later um so kate's in therapy with with sylvia her therapist who says it's a safe space um which kate says she doesn't really believe in anymore so the therapist asks her you know like, like when she last felt safe somewhere and kate says that well she used to think the whole world is safe but nope um, and then she used to feel she used to like and feel safe in her bedroom. And this is where I think you get Hannah from Songs of Innocence vibes. Um,
0: yeah. I, I kinda, her facing her old room and her old life and how it it doesn't match who she is now.
1: Yeah. You're talking about how her room is meticulously decorated, you know, but all these like accoutrements now feel like a different kind of cage. Which she doesn't belong into now. What I find. I don't know. The song here is a cover of She by Green Day. <laughs> yeah which i fucking love this uh this might be like one of my favorite scenes in the entire show so far
0: well i don't know the lyric you know i've been feeling like a sexual toy without a use um interesting yeah. to include yeah. that uh yeah. there's like all these like big um like ribbons that look like they're like homecoming stuff as far as i can tell like homecoming I, I, princess i couldn't tell i mean basically and she's got like, trophies it's, yeah pageantry. she's she's got all these you know awards and trophies and whatnot all from pageants and that kind of stuff and she's just like tearing them apart because this uh this does not match her reality now
1: and from her clothes you can tell it's either like right before or right after therapy it's presumably the same day mm-hmm. um and she says you know it's like the world kept on spinning without me and now that i'm back it looks all spoiled so she asked the therapist if she can fix that. And the therapist is like, well, there's no magic pill. You know, We can do the work. We can process your, your memories and everything. And she's like, so that's a no then. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like, here's, I mean, just going forward, I feel like Sylvia's going to tell her here, basically there's this weird bounce in our heads after trauma and our brain's trying to protect us from what hurts and what lingers. That's not inaccurate, but I feel like it's also going to feed into Kate like making Kate doubt some of the things that she really
0: knows, or it's gonna. Well, other people are gonna, gonna make her doubt what she knows too. Yeah.
1: But I mean, I, I feel it's like like other people are gonna be doing their thing, and like Kate kind of processing this is just gonna make some of the other stuff even worse in a way. Um, know, just a thought I had watching these two episodes that we're recording tonight back to back. Um, so ninety five, back in the dining room.
0: I like the the uh, main Kate's lawyer. In- He's, he says, pretend I'm Jeanette's lawyer, and he stands up and kind of looms over the table here, which I thought was nice blocking, like, to really kind of, like, put her on the defensive here as uh, she yeah. has to kind of recount uh, the day in question. Mm. And
1: uh, She's like, not sure precisely she how telling. long you've
0: been captive, you know, and she's like, precisely, yeah. uh, I'm not sure. He's like, oh, what else aren't you sure about? Like, it's really kind of like, this is what you're going to be up against right away. Like, you know, you're going to get kind of bullied and intimidated on the stand. I, assume yeah, there's a stand. I don't know how these trials work but yeah presumably there'll be a witnesses called i guess or something i don't know if it's all deposition or what
1: yeah, that's a good question
0: like what is the civil case thing well, I mean, like is there a jury or is it just like up to the judge yeah i mean because oj
1: had a civil case and that's like the most famous civil case that i can personally think of
0: yeah, I don't know much mm-hmm. about it. I guess we'll we'll find out eventually whether or not there's a jury involved.
1: Most of my knowledge of these things comes from movies in which mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, like in disclosure, when Roma Mafia was Michael Douglas's lawyer, it was all like in the little what is that? That that thing where like it's in like the conference room in the lawyer's office? Like yeah, in uh, a social network. Oh like that, that's social all like, network. Like where
0: just like in, yeah.
1: yeah. But I mean, like at what point does that become I mean, do you then bring these people back on the the stand it's like the exact same thing anyway um someone who's who's fucking knows their legal shit mm-hmm. chime in please um, so yeah she's not sure certainly we poked at uh, he points out the windows weren't covered she says that there were cages on the windows um he, he says you know or she says that she saw Jeanette fleeing the scene She is sure that it was her i saw her she saw me we held eye contact well some um,
0: some point- key details here kate says i heard somebody break in uh, the intruder left before I could see them, so that kind of checks out with what we know so far of Jeanette breaking in occasionally, yeah. kind of snooping yeah. around. Um, so mm-hmm. she went to the windows, peered through the uh, you know the cages or whatever, and she saw Jeanette. I saw her; she saw me. We held eye contact. I'm sure of it. So mm-hmm. that's the official story as to to how she saw Jeanette and you know Jeanette's culpability and all that, which. I don't know. I'm kind of. I've been thinking more about the sinner a lot because that show kind of starts out with one kind of um, narrative, and then we we learn that the the character's like memory has been messed up in a way that like some things happen not quite the same, you know, like or mm-hmm. like it's like th- this happened but in a different way or with a different person, like that kind of thing. I I'm curious if we're gonna get something similar to that here, where it's like Kate looking and making eye contact with Jeanette when they like threw water balloons at the garden party mm-hmm. that somehow gets conflated with some other memory, which is why she thinks she saw Jeanette, you know, this night in December, whenever this was Oh, so the eight of diamonds in the eight of diamonds. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I, I think so, but I think there's going to probably be a thing. My guess is that Kate's memory is, is going to be like a little, uh, I don't know, like uh, almost a narrative reason why we're playing with time mm-hmm. in the show. You know, the idea that these things—I mean, like there's a lot of uh, uh, one of our listeners. I have I have some follow up at the end for some of our listeners, but like the reason, like Jeanette turns in the basement in '95, hearing someone say hello, and it's mm-hmm. really like Martin Harris in '93. You know, like the way these things kind of like linger, and the the future can blend into the past, et cetera. Or it's time travel. Um, So he points out the lawyer that Jeanette's lawyers will dig deeper, that the entire time of captivity is fair game. They're going to use her trauma against her. Um, But she doesn't have much to say about the day she was rescued. Well, he's
0: like, why don't you tell me about the day you're rescued? And she's just like, I was rescued. What else is there to say? And it's like, well, we're all rather curious about that day. So (laughs) I don't know. She seems a little reticent to discuss it. Understandable. Well... To some understandable, some degree but I, all of it I, understandable <laughs> yeah i i just i wonder what what shoe hasn't dropped yet as far as the day of her rescue and, and how like, exactly uh, she was rescued you know was she just stuck downstairs and heard some gunshots and then somebody came and got her or something else go on
1: all right, someone might have implied this like in a later episode because again i'm my mind is mm-hmm. blending through eight episodes of the show somebody i think implied that she saw this man shot to death now granted they may not know they just hmm, might have yeah. got the sensationalized media story but uh, I I kind of wonder if there's a
0: whole wardrobe of shoes yet to drop yeah well especially later with the uh, the Annabelle business that we'll get to
1: yeah uh, so also 95 later on we see Kate in her bathroom getting high with ugh, Mallory of all people I'm trying to remember my,
0: my memory's a little hazy do we know yet that she was hanging out with Mallory or I don't is believe this like, so uh, wait why is Mallory there type of thing
1: I I I'm always asking, "Hey, why is Mallory there?" Uh, But yeah, Mallory's on the carpet. Kate's in the tub. It is kind of similar to when Kate was um
0: like underwater in her tub. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, except this time she's just uh, exhaling some some weed. Well, I don't think I would have normally been
1: eyeballing it or looking for it, but like I feel like doing the podcast. Aren't we both kind of looking for water symbolism quite a bit because of the title card?
0: Yeah, water and mirrors. There's a lot of mirrors in this episode. Uh, My notes here Uh, just say, wow, Mallory is a drag, even when she's high.
1: mm -hmm, mm. A lot of high talk about the lawsuit, smoking Janice's stash. Kate's actually laughing, which is
0: nice. Well, like, because Jeanette calls, or I'm sorry, Mallory calls Jeanette a malicious little weenie weasel. And Kate laughs at that. And then Mallory's like, hey, man, it's not funny. I'm sorry. Hey, man, it's not funny. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. She's just, like, weird and touching and controlling. Like, even when she's high, she's not chill. Eh. Oh, I got some fucking things to say about Mallory.
1: And I, I, I just, at a certain point, I don't know if I can ever hold this train back. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kate
0: suggested they go get Dunkaroos, which,
1: good idea. Um, 93, Wallace Family's going to go off do some shooting. Uh, it, it's always a little bit
0: jarring to go from 95 and, like, they're, like, kind of bleach bypass desaturation to 93. I and mean, it's just, like, everything's warm and glowing and Kate has her like her kind of early 90s girl hair with like the, the kind of big wave in the front.
1: I mean, some spoilers just because I, I was so enamored and I totally this in to the first dream But the beginning of the next episode, when you watch the shower curtain and it looks like fungus is growing on it, but really <laughs> it's just like the filter taking us into 95 is like. It's like it's like a Venom symbiote for like <laughs> time periods. Uh, but 93, though, also I was going to go off shooting because, again, they're Texans. Ashley's wondering, you know, why they don't do this more often. And Rod points out that they never does at all. And so Joy asked for the Heartwood membership as a as a wedding present. So what is
0: the Heartwood membership? Okay. This is like a, a camping place Gun for club? like rich people or something. Yeah, I don't know. Just
1: shoot? Yeah. It well, seems they have, like, like cabins, the kind of place. Right. It's the kind of place where, like, Dick Cheney goes when he wants to relax and shoot one of his friends in the fucking face. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ashley says that woman was born frothing at the mouth for a chance to kill
0: Pampy. <laughs> Point to Ashley. Oh fuck! But like, like that rise is a in good front line. K too. Yeah, I know. And I, I feel like, like, Rod's just like, "Hey, now," but like, they all they're like, "Yeah, that's that's basically true." <laughs> Joy would definitely throttle Bambi to death if she could. Uh,
1: uh, and it's like the if like you handed her a gun and do it as a test, and like the the you know, click and like there's no bullet, she would then just <laughs> beat the shit out of that deer with the butt of her rifle. Um so Kate asks, you know, where her mama is, and Rod's like, she's chatting with Scott. Something about roses. And Kate's face so is like, oh no.
0: Yeah, just more kind of consternation from Kate, like what to do about her mom being a philanderer. And she, she kind of goes to try to talk to Ashley, and Ashley's just like, Your mother's not my parent. Like, I'm, I don't want to talk to you at all.
1: Yeah, because she's like, Let's talk about the parent, away from the parents. And yeah, fucking ice cold, Ashley. I'm just going to say now, because I have it written in my notes, probably like seven times. I love Jeanette episodes, obviously. they're They're dark in a way that I adore. There might just be more palpable meat on the bone of every
0: Kate episode. Well, it's it's a different type of meat for sure because it's, it's a much more there's such forward. a massive contrast, like in in what Kate, you know, where she is in '93 versus '94 and '95.
1: I mean, but yeah, we love a story about about a person, you know, like reclaiming their power after it was like unjustly taken from them.
0: But then again, I'm like
1: on oh, Jeanette, come on, guys. Don't we love a villain that we can redeem? Hello. But there's this uh, um
0: there's this shot where Joy walks out and it's like, hot damn. If I didn't know any better, I'd say y'all look like you're going on a hunting trip. Does this green screen? Because I don't know, there's something about the framing of it where it looks like weird. Yeah.
1: Also, it's the first of two in this episode
0: of the ugliest goddamn shirt I've ever seen in my life. This episode has some seriously hideous 90s shirts. Martin Harris it, is wearing one later. It's just like oof. They are I mean, he looks like he is
1: wearing one of Joy's blouses <laughs> in the worst way. Because I mean, it also that shirt. Spoiler for that episode, scene coming up. It's way too big for that actor. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: like was the two style. Of could man. wear that shirt. I remember. remember silk I... shirts? I remember I had a silk shirt back in the day. And It's just like this. You had bowler billowing... back then too, right? No, 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 this is like before. This is like early nineties. You know, like okay. like silk shirts would like be something that you wear. It's just kind of like this loose, billowy shirt is awful.
1: Would you like wear it open with like a tank top underneath?
0: No, it was like a nice shirt that I would wear, you know, if I was like, you know, going to family dinner or something. Did you also have a chain? Well, like a chain wallet? No, I mean like, like, a, oh, like a Did you no. have a chain wallet? Uh and yeah, I had chain wallets in like maybe like ninety seven ish, like a little bit later. I remember has, doing the chain wallet thing.
1: Has Vince had a chain wallet in this show?
0: It'd be Vince or Jamie, right? who had one yeah it'd be one of them vince definitely has the belt thing where he had like the extra long belt that just kind of hangs down oh like i'm pretty sure like a game of thrones look. belt yeah yeah sure <laughs> <laughs>
1: um so 95 kate and mallory have the munchies they're gonna go through the kitchen mallory thinks uh, that kate's house is the dopest snacks probably because it's not just pizza rolls <laughs> um joy walks in if a if i could make more pizza rolls jokes i would but uh Joy walks in a piece of paper. She says it's taped to the front door. Mallory's like scarfing down cheese puffs as this is going on. We see this printed paper has like that like dot matrix, you know, paper, with the little <laughs> yeah, things with on the, the side.
0: Yeah, the little like perforated holes on the side that you're supposed to tear well, off.
1: Every time you like print off a like a, like a multi-page document, you were like torn of like, do I rip these things off or not? I don't have to, but I want to. Anyway, um, Joy says that uh, now the news of the lawsuits out there, the tides are changing, and she begs the question: Who would send this? And have we flipped it over yet? I think we yeah, see it, it has one word show on it. it. Liar. Yeah,
0: liar is what it says, which uh, really looks like somebody opened up their copy of like Microsoft Word one point or something and just typed the word liar and then mm. printed it out. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I feel like it would have been easier to just write it on a piece of paper, but I don't know. We'll, we'll find out later who's behind this
1: in a couple episodes. Yeah, mm-hmm. but. Uh, like, still, again, it was just like, I, I remember watching this the first time and being like, I feel like this show knows that I love PLL. <laughs> this is 100% like a thing PLL would do. Um, after the commercial 94, Kate gets out of the truck having arrived at Hartwood and there's, is this is 93. This is 93, right? Yeah. Yeah. sorry. Yeah. at, at um, Hartwood here.
0: I mean, it, it almost feels Jamie. like it's from the 80s. There's this kind of like upbeat music that's playing and just a bunch yeah. of kids out at the lake.
1: Yeah, Jamie's there who's like cheesy horny. Wonders of Joy will let him sleep in her cabin on the and Kate's like, uh, no, my mom won't even let us have the door shut to my room. Which compared that to the
0: Turner household in like one year. I'm a little unclear as to why some of these people are here. Cause like Derek is here. He's just like gets invited he's by somebody pro- else or something. Like
1: I think because he's friends with Tucker.
0: Okay. It's like yeah. but it's like there's definitely like the adults you know have come but then some of their children have come and then just some other random people have come too, like friends of kids and stuff like that i think really derek is the is the massive outlier but yeah this music i have in my, in my notes is like well, jamie i guess would be the other one i guess her, her kate's, kate's parents boyfriend. allow jamie to come i guess yeah
1: yeah uh yeah i haven't done my notes this is sub bonnie rate music <laughs> Um, so this is the this is the thing that screwed my notes over big time. Kate tries to talk to Ashley. Ices her out again. She's gonna go talk to DT for some reason. My fingers, having a mind of their own, wrote in my notes "Dick time." Mm-hmm. I don't okay. know why. So
0: I don't know why. For the either. rest of
1: this thing, instead of Dick Turner, I keep referring to Dick Time. Derek so yeah. I wrote down, yeah. Joyce says "Dick time." What a surprise.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> a
1: child. Yeah. Um, and Ashley's like, "You say that every year. It's no longer a surprise." Uh, joy
0: seems to hate the entire turner family she's just like Ugh, this yeah. asshole basically
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. also he's got some kind of alliance with ashley or ashley clearly favors him so it's like even more reason for joy to hate him
0: well she does a little like uh, but- dt phone home like finger thing like they've they seem to have known each other for a long time yeah that's probably like a yeah. joke from when uh, they're like six or something
1: well, and and also like uh Rod and Joy have been together, we find out, for almost 10 years. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're not all like just meeting. Um, so yeah, Derek's there along with Tucker and Jamie. Um, Tucker is there for his mother, Babs, who is married to Hank, the cowboy hat guy. Right. Um, that's essentially the genealogy of the group here. Um, there's also another
0: shooter this year. Yeah, they brought in a new one to fill out the ranks. It's Martin Harris, just being tall and weird and Like, he's just, like, wearing, like, khakis and a polo to this, which immediately kind of stands out. I don't know. He's... They do such a good job in this show where, like, in theory, if you'd never... If you'd never, like, just turned on an episode and you just saw this guy get out of the car, would you get the vibes, do you think? Because, like... Oh, yeah. 100%. He's he's creepy, and yet he's so boring and bland at the same time. You know, like, there's 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 something completely, like like there's like it's like there's nothing there and yet you for some reason you still get like a, a weird vibe from him he's got like a face that's
1: like suspiciously boyishly innocent mm-hmm. he's um kind of arrogantly tall
0: yeah it, like, he'll like, it's just like raggy tall looking now he like you always make sure to like kind of look at kate a lot and kind of smile oh, and yeah. just like a way that's like maybe a little too familiar yeah it's, it's all like very subtle but i don't know every time this guy's on screen i'm i'm both amazed at how unsettling he is and how completely normal he he comes across to some extent Mm -hmm. you know
1: Mm
0: -hmm. i mean i guess you can see why the uh, adults aren't picking up on it
1: yeah but in a way that's not even like ted bundy-ish because yeah my my opinion is like you knew that ted Bundy came off the kind of guy who fucked like this guy i don't know what i this is when i think i tweeted something just like I feel like there's always more to come with this guy, and it's going to be creepier than the last thing. We well, but out. it's
0: like they never go to the like cut to him like with making an evil face or like you know like cut cutting to the dog his or arm. The eyes, yeah, cutting his arm under the table because he can't handle it, or you know, like just like he's it's <laughs> yeah. just aggressively normal, but just like but with I think twinged the whole time. Yeah,
1: I think that's what makes him so frighteningly realistic.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because they they don't have to go the extra effort to be like. Big scary, you know, abuser. He's just kind of there being normal.
1: Well, and, and the sad thing, realistically, about these things is, is a lot of times mm-hmm. these kind of crimes are by people you know, mm-hmm. they're not by you know, frothing strangers. Anyway, um, Joy kind of takes him aside. They say this, this is you know, a thank you for escorting Kate home the other night after the garden party. And she's like, I hope we can keep that between us and the clay pigeons. Um, so it, they're gonna start. It's so weird the soon. way she
0: just like, once you. Induct this guy into their like weird like cult of elders or whatever in town, you know? Yeah,
1: I mean, I can only assume it's because he's got something on them. Because otherwise, why would you waste your time with the assistant principal? Who is the principal?
0: Well, I mean, I guess if uh, you have the assistant principal in your pocket, i can get you. Well, you know, like it's it's a a chit that you can cash in basically if you need to. You can always use
1: him to make the principal fail, and then suddenly this guy's got the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so they're gonna start skeet shooting soon. Kate sees Derek and Jamie and Tucker playing some some form of grab ass with each other, and she kind of shares this look of Martin Harris, just like, oh, he's immature boys, and he's just like, I'm very tall, yeah. He just kind of um, does like, this
0: like head shake smirk, like, <laughs> don't don't we have would, a little were- joke between us? Yeah
1: yeah you as the viewer are like oh shit the trap is just closing around her (laughs) fuck
0: i i I mean it's fascinating that we know the whole time that you know he is the the kidnapper and abuser like i wonder if you were to watch the show chronologically like you know how much that would come off
1: oh i i i feel like we've been spared a discourse of of shipping fandom that were better to not have I mean, to... I mean, I don't think anyone's all.
0: shipping the two of them. I mean, some people... No, are,
1: but I mean, don't. if you had to watch the show chronologically, mm-hmm. there'd be people shipping this who don't want to believe a word that, that Martin could be bad. And it's just like, oh, God. Um, so, 94, Kate shows up for a therapy session. And, oh, shit, there's Mallory. They're both here for an appointment of Sylvia, the therapist. So, my question is for you, is Sylvia double booked? Why, why would they both be here at the same time?
0: Uh, my question is, does Mallory actually have an appointment? With Sylvia, or did she uh, know that Kate would be there?
1: It's a lot of the questions that we got from listeners. We only
0: have Mallory's word that she is also a a patient of this therapist. We've never actually seen her in therapy.
1: I'll say this: uh, from what I know of Mallory, I I I could believe she's working on some stuff.
0: Well, Kate kind of asked a little bit about, like you know what what she's in for, and. Uh, I think she says, you know, like child divorce. And then there's like some heavy shit, you know, verbal abuse. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's like, it's very vague. And she seems to kind of want to change the subject pretty quickly.
1: Well, just case, like, that's it? Divorce parents? And Mallory's like, no, but the other shit's pretty heavy. Oh, my God. I tried to do that line for like like 10 minutes and I felt like a monster. The other stuff is Um, pretty heavy. Ugh i don't know how you do it my mouth doesn't want to make those those shapes um but i mean my question for you is could it be that she's also utterly utterly fucking toxic as a human being mallory um
0: oh, yes. I, mean, I think you know where i stand on that uh yeah, yeah. she has a line. Uh, not that it's a trauma competition
1: yeah yeah you know she's you know hers has to do with verbal abuse uh so mallory introduced herself and kate you know says she knows who she is and i, I I want Kate to be like, look, it's a fairly good sized town and all. But did you ever notice that there's only actually like eight teenagers in this whole town? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, bitch. I know who you are. Um, well, Kate remembers but, her.
0: Oh, you you know, you came to my third grade birthday party. And Mallory's just like, yeah, mm. the one with the pony.
1: I'm Kate. The only girl in town with a pony. <laughs> uh, Mallory's also like, I've been in love with you since that day um so it comes out that Mallory's no longer friends with Jeanette and uh Kate brings up that she saw Jean- like Jamie kissing Jeanette the other day I, I like this exchange where Mallory's like what and Kate's like thank you
0: <laughs> are you gonna call her out and Kate is secure in her knowledge at least right now that the police are going to be dealing with her soon because of you know the testimony and the necklace and whatnot uh and so that'll be taken care of on its own
1: yeah Irrefutable evidence. And says. then
0: Mallory says, like, oh, I need to confess something to you. Like, I completely hated you. Um, And Kate's just like, wow, don't really get that very often. And Mallory's like, yeah, I'm starting to get why. Because she's maneuvering her way into Kate's life.
1: Yeah, it's like, no shit, Mallory. If Kate Wallace isn't an immaculate ray of sunshine, then it's the sun's fault for not being on her level. Um 95 In the Wall Sounded Kitchen, there's Kate, Mallory, and Joy talking about the note. And Mallory's like, this town is literally the Kate Walls fan club. Joy's just like this fucking bitch. Mallory has just
0: poured a bunch of cheesy puffs right on the counter there. Yeah, Joy clearly can't stand Mallory.
1: (laughs) Joy wants to Dick Cheney this girl in the
0: face. I know we've gotten a few different like tweets from people just being like, I hate the way... Like they don't like Joy, but they're like they're like I hate the way Mallory talks to Joy. Like it's just disrespectful.
1: Uh I, I don't know about well, I mean whatever. It's you know, the this extenuating circumstances all around because mm-hmm. I was going to say like one thing you I think you learn if you have any kind of couth is like you don't go to like, your friend like as a teenager you don't go to your friend's parents house and start mouthing the fuck off like, Yeah, like that's that's going to cause problems on a variety of levels but again extenuating circumstances this whole town this situation but well, I think but we've seen uh, that like
0: by 95 Mallory has like slowly imposed her personality on Kate like Kate doesn't doesn't want to go shooting anymore she's a vegetarian now it's like oh how convenient and i'm sure some of that is kate you know wanting to be her own person but it's hard to ignore the mallory of it all
1: well she also she's mallory is like um enabling her to just push back against her mother especially Mm -hmm. and mallory's acting like she's got this fucking vip pass from kate to like just walk all over the wallace world Mm -hmm. um i was gonna say something else i totally forgot it was anyway it'll come to me i'm sure um, uh, so they're discussing uh, oh no naive, sorry this sorry. is this is what this is what i was talking about before i don't like joy but if you want to make me appreciate joy put <laughs> her in a, a yeah. scene of mallory now i kind of love joy we have a common enemy if you will
0: sorry mm-hmm. yeah so they're discussing who could have possibly sent that note uh about the liar that was just like taped to the door or something like that and they're all like well of course it could be jeanette you know but what if there's, you know, somebody else in town who believes her too. Like, you know, what if one of them gets deposed? Like, we need to get the town on our side. Basically, is the, the gist of this here, and then we can kiss that mm-hmm. house goodbye. And Mallory's like, oh, so it is about the house and the money.
1: Yeah, and your college fund. Mm-hmm. You know, then you'll be nowhere in this shitty Texas town. So Joy wants Kate to come to Heartwood with them tomorrow and keep everyone on the hunting team on their side. Give them get them to pledge their allegiance. And Mallory's like, with what? A blood oath? And Joy's like, if necessary. And this is it, I actually kind of love Harley Quinn Smith's reaction because she's just
0: kind of like, like, Sheesh. Yeah, this is mortifying <laughs> like Ey.
1: it's like it's like a like a cartoon reaction.
0: <laughs> yeah, Joy's not fucking around. She'll take that blood oath. <laughs> Bab Stevenson so, has a big mouth, apparently. Let's fill it with yeah. the correct narrative to have her sprinkle that all around town.
1: Hmm yeah so kate's just like well if i'm coming then mallory has to come with me um over my dead body yeah and she she convinces mallory to come with a single cheese puff like she's some kind of animal
0: and then cut to them shooting there's a lot of like i don't know the, the gunshots oh, no, the- sorry gun
1: the, I would say there's a great cut here. There's like a Lawrence of Arabia-esque cut where Kate tosses this cheese puff to Mallory. And before it makes impact with that, quite frankly, large mouth, we cut to a clay pigeon erupting at Heartwood. It is wild.
0: This yeah, show it's is like great. almost a match cut. Um, the, all the gunshots here are a little reminiscent of like uh, the end of Boogie Nights there. just It's kind of distracting yeah. bangs that are clearly yeah. unsettling someone in the shot. Uh, here, That's Mallory God. is just like, you know, for the record, I'm a pacifist. <laughs> you mentioned Joy's just like you mentioned. Everyone's just like, God, why did she bring the buzzkill?
1: Uh Kate's decided she's a pacifist now as well, so no shooting for her. And Joy's like, Well, you don't hunt, then you don't eat. And we all know that Rod makes a venison dish that's to die for. And like Babs beside her is just like, oh God, yes. <laughs>
0: that's Babs Stevenson again, yeah. married to Hank with the big ass hat. Now Kate announces she's a vegetarian. It's like since when? Yeah, and then and back this is
1: Tucker's to, parents. Yeah,
0: yeah. Back to ninety three, we see uh, Kate and Ashley shooting there. Um, so ninety three, Kate is a good shot, which I find mm. interesting. I just, I, I wonder if this this shootout that we've only heard very vaguely mentioned is going to involve Kate at all and her her rescue there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's again. I mean, whoever I don't remember who said Kate saw this guy shot in shot to death in front of her. Mm-hmm. They're probably not in the know, but I don't know who else, unless there's like a whole other party involved of her rescue. Like, other than the, like. how would the cops not, I don't know. Anyway, we can theorize about that later. Yeah, Joy's also apparently a crack shot at skeet shooting. Um, Martin Harris, meanwhile, is having a hard time with all the gunfires. that like kind of like flinching every time it goes off. Uh, and Kate's very calming. And she tells him, you no, know, you get used to it. Um, it seems like that might not be true for him ever. Uh, which again ironic because this dude will apparently be shot to death mm-hmm. but uh, 95 joy and tucker shooting uh, they mentioned that vince fuller was deposed and they're all like the guy from the video store uh, The joy mentions that everyone might be deposed which shouldn't be an issue for all our allies here right
0: oh, it should, we felt obligated to warn you as our allies yeah the they're like we'd be under oath and now? just like well that should be yeah. okay right there's nothing juicy to spill <laughs> right
1: what the hell could Babs and Hank say?
0: Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I assume that a lot of Joy's angst is just about the fact that Martin Harris was clearly like a, a oh, member of their little group here. And they it's yeah. like, in some way or other, that could potentially harm Kate's case.
1: I'm still remembering her fucking toast at the garden party. Y'all, <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> uh 93 kate six like shooting you know martin points out what a good shot she is which again like you said i kind of hope she's the one to shoot
0: him anyway oh and it's just like hey martin go, go little make chit chat with that, the yes. fucking adults you know like yeah like yeah. stop latching onto kate as your person to have like a, a little special connection with
1: unfortunately she's a little pleased to have him notice that she's a good mm-hmm. shot um after the commercial Kate wakes up in a goddamn sunbeam like she's a kitten. Well, she yeah, rolls
0: yeah. over, starts to open her eyes. You mentioned she being a little pleased with the compliment. I think that's kind of reflective with Jamie just kind of being kind of like a, a dumb, like roughhousing, like boy earlier, you know, it's like Martin seems just more mature. He notices her. He compliments her in a way that yeah. like, you know, it's just it's something different than what she's getting from Jamie. And I think, well, obviously, Kate is into that.
1: Well, I you know I have some comments from like listeners at the end, but like a uh, friend of the pod, Kayla, pointed out that um, to her, he seemingly actually sees her, where mm-hmm. everything else is projected upon her. Or and I would add to that, like probably makes her feel more authentically seen than everyone else. Because Jamie in this episode alone is just like, hey babe, do you want to play braver chicken in your cabin later or whatever? And then he's just like going to go play grab ass with the boys. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like. That's the only thing he wants from her. But um, she can't. She's. We. From what seems like she can't tell Jamie whatever's going on with her parents. She can't even tell Ashley. So yeah, any kind of outlet is great for her. So if she wakes up in this sunbeam, rolls
0: over, starts to open her eyes. Oh shit! And then just cut to Martin Harris. He's he's kind of like crouched down with like like uh, like leaning over the bed, like just like hands on the mattress with this inscrutable mm-hmm. look on his face. It's really creepy.
1: It's a it's a real Bob from Twin Peaks moment, and, and again, it's uh, not like
0: he's like screaming at her or anything. He's just like there, kind of watching her, and it's it's so unsettling, like a
1: specter. Yeah, yeah. So uh, she just like freaks 94? out real
0: quick, and it's like, oh, no one's there. Yeah, this is ninety four.
1: So back in ninety three at Hartwood, uh, Kate comes onto the deck, and there's Ashley. And Ashley's just like, Derek spilled soda on my shoes. Dude's a riot, but he's also a klutz. And Kate's like, well, I think he likes you. And she's kind of gives her this look like, no shit. I know <laughs> dick time likes me. Um, so she really doesn't need to talk to her, uh, Kate says. Ashley kind of acquiesces. Uh, you know, Kate says there's family stuff we can't talk about with Jamie and her friends. So Ash or Ashley can't let it go. And she's just like, when it's like Wall's Family Code of Science. it's like Joy's doing. That's your mom's doing, you know? And Kate's like, I know, you know, my mom and I had a fight about it. And Ashley just keeps fucking sticking it to her.
0: Well, and I think Kate uh, leads with the wrong thing. Like, clearly Kate wants to talk about uh, Joy and Scott the Gardener. Oh, yeah, like, she absolutely does. She, she leads got- off by saying, you know, I made a mistake and I, I overheard something that made me think that, you know, our dad was having an affair. And then, uh, Ashley is like immediately gets defensive about that. And she's just like, do you know what kind of damage that could do to, my, you know, our father if that got out? calls her out on her privilege and is like look I'm not into the whole sister thing like Kate never really gets an opportunity to to get to the part that she wanted to talk about about joy
1: Mm. well and the thing is like I think 100% she would have better results if she led off with joy but Mm -hmm. even after what she's experienced and dealt with 93 Kate can't start disparaging her mother even if she's not actually disparaging Rod yeah
0: Well, I think in some ways she almost feels guilty about suspecting Rod to begin with, and she's trying to get that out, but it it just, yeah, it like Ashley's like confessing that guilt, yeah.
1: And and Ashley's point about privilege are one hundred percent correct, and Kate kind of acknowledges them, but Mm -hmm. anyway, ninety four. Kate's having a session of Sylvia, and you know she tells her about her Martin Harris distortion in reality. It's like a nightmare. Um, Kate says she doesn't normally confuse things, and Sylvia tells her it's common. Um. So Sylvia says you know, the mind does things to protect itself. Uh, Kate says she wishes like shake it off. And unfortunately, Kate remembers every second of it. So Sylvia starts to get her to talk about it. And we see like, like, like a flashback to like, captivity where like we hear the shower running down in the basement. And Martin's upstairs listening. He comes to like, the door. Um, He's
0: in either boxers or just like short shorts. I'm not sure exactly what these are.
1: I feel like these are like Preppy boat shorts.
0: Yeah, but they're very like short. A, it's like tall, gangly legs here. Um, uh, uh, Kate has a line in the beginning. Uh, we were both learning, you know, learning what our roles. Uh, and so th- yeah, this seems to be near the beginning of their uh, the, the kidnapping here. Um, it's just so creepy the way he like comes to the, the basement door, goes downstairs. He's got this like uh, grilled cheese sandwich, and he looks um non-threatening i don't know if that's the right word but he doesn't look like a pro at this i guess you'd say you know no no um and he comes down he's looking around for her and she's like kind of hiding like the shower is running but she's not in it she's kind of hiding behind the stairs and she goes to run up the the staircase tries to get away but it's locked because he i guess anticipated that Mm -hmm. and she's bound yeah the basement basement doesn't
1: come welcome welcome guide she had said
0: yeah and the way Um, he just kind of looks up at her he doesn't even have to do anything he just like stares up at her. He's like holding out this sandwich, and Kate's like crying. She, you know, she's like, you know, what do you want from me? And he's just like, I want you to eat. It's so creepy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because he's not like I said. He's not raising his voice. Mm-hmm. It's not like demonstratively threatening. There's like a like a a quiet authority that you can't you know like like he's he just happens to be her jailer mm-hmm. um it's a fascinating shot when she's coming down the stairs and we were, we're kind of back away it's like camera on the ground seeing them reflected in those big three panel mm-hmm. mirrors on the wall yeah um and so she tells sylvia that that she took a chance at freedom there and it failed and after that things got worse much worse
0: and we see she eventually knocks the uh, the plate with the grilled cheese sandwich away and, like, tries to kind of, like, claw and scratch at him. And he kind of pushes her down on what seems to be, like, a makeshift bed just on the floor. Uh, and he, like, mm. runs upstairs, gets his keys out of his little short shorts and, you know, gets away. It's only, he like, he's kind of scared at her, but probably just scared of the idea of her escaping, I think, would be more accurate. Mm. But he's got the the, yeah. the scratches on his face now. And, yeah, it's it definitely doesn't, I get, the impression you get from this is this doesn't seem like it was totally pre, premeditated, I guess. Like, he doesn't mm-hmm. seem prepared to hold someone hostage is kind of the vibe so, i
1: get. I mean, I'm kind of wondering if we're going to get something where, and let me just be clear, mm-hmm. I'm not saying this is a good guy. No. I'm not saying he's he's anything other than the villain of the piece. But, like, I'm kind of wondering if we're going to get something where it's like, however she ends up in this house, he, you know, doesn't want to necessarily hurt her like like kill her i mean but like he knows he can't let her go because then the whole world will know Mm. who and what he is and so like i i kind of wonder if he's like feeling like he's stuck keeping her
0: i mean it doesn't it doesn't seem like kate was just walking home one day and he like bopped her on the head from behind and like took her to his dungeon like it seems uh kind of uh improvised i guess you would say so far, he is not fetishizing having this power over her in the
1: classical sense in which we've seen before. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not in a well, <laughs> being told to put the lotion on 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 the skin. Um, yeah, ninety four. Kate's playing solitaire at home. Eight of diamonds.
0: Close up on that. Um, eight of
1: diamonds. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's like I, when I I totally missed this the first time. I was rewatching this the other day, and I was like, "Is this show just fucking with us?" <laughs> yeah
0: oh i kind of hope they are real quick on just her, her captivity there uh in therapy kate says he realized i'd calmed to death if i had the chance and so after kate tried to escape things got worse use your imagination yeah,
1: yeah much worse um i mean i appreciate it, though because olivia holt seems imposing like i i i like they. i i feel like we're all as as people watching her and being there with her we like that you know She's not like a shrinking violet. Like she's gonna, she's gonna fight and claw like hell to get out of this. Um, and it's kind of fascinating when you have a guy who seems like he's in the fucking like Oxford comma music video <laughs> holding her hostage. But uh, yeah, mom comes in while she's playing solitaire, having just gotten on the phone with the police. he Wants them to come down to the station, and update on the case. Kate theorizes they found Jet's fingerprints on the necklace. So, um, except before they leave, Kate plays that eight of diamonds down.
0: Yeah, um, Joy's just like. The truth shall set you free and throw that little bitch in jail. I got to go get my lipstick though first. <laughs> 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 um, 93,
1: Heartwood, it's night. Kate's walking around. She runs into Martin, who's like sitting on some chairs outside. And he's like, let me guess, sneaking out, your secret's safe with me. Ooh, um,
0: just immediate creepiness. But it's, it's like also he's, he's almost- desperate to have a secret to keep with Mallory. But I I feel like it's also very low key. Like I,
1: I again I don't I don't doubt it. But like it's almost like played here like a fake out of creepiness. But I, I feel you know, like, the show, like jump just, on her the show is
0: showing us the the steady but inexorable grooming that's happening. You know, oh, it, it starts out yeah. seemingly totally benign. He's just making a little joke. Oh, your secret's safe with me. But it's like no, that's that's just you know one step on the path to to gaining her trust and then and then
1: well and and details are important because I think if you if you walked in on the show in this scene mm-hmm. and, and one of these characters is a few years older you might almost think that what plays out between them is cute
0: or you, know, you might you think the, oh he's just kind of being a good mentor yeah you know yeah. He's, he's just being that adult figure that she can go to because she can't go to her parents type of thing and he's he's kind of playing it both ways where he's he's yeah. acting like a mentor but then he's like he's just relating to her a little too much like if you're like a normal person and and this teenage girl wants to come talk to you late at night you'd be like i gotta head out i gotta head in you know i gotta turn in for the night uh you know it's don't not stay tomorrow. Out too late yeah
1: yeah yeah uh, get, get plenty of water brush your teeth or or you say sure let's go do this in a well-lit place with like plenty of other adults mm-hmm. in eyesight. sight
0: oh i think yeah. the boys are still up let's go see what they're up to yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, I, I I was gonna say I don't know what like church youth group people do during these kind of situations, but that's also maybe not the good, best <laughs> not example the best whatsoever. Example. <laughs> yeah. Um, so ninety five. Uh, Mallory's like exiting her cabin, and Joy's like waiting for her, and Joy's just like, "Was it you?" Um, and Mallory thinks that she's funny, like joking that Joy is like like waiting out here like a serial killer, and calls her Michael Myers. Which, first of all,
0: I don't know, that reference doesn't really work for me. But sure,
1: uh, first of all, y- you're not Ashley. Like, say what you will about Joy, you know, and I don't know who mm-hmm. you think you are, Mallory. But uh, Joy doesn't strike me as the kind of person you could just dunk on with no with no yeah. consequences.
0: <laughs> this is really the scene where you're like, man, I didn't like Joy, but like I'm on her side in this scene <laughs> Is oh, Mallory being a, a total brat.
1: Yeah, and Mallory's just like Kate is my best friend. Mm-hmm. There's no way she'd write this shit. Um, and Joy points out that quite accurately that suddenly kate relies on mallory quite a bit and that's so, suspicious. Yeah, the it's more she mallory relies happy. on
0: you the happier you are accurate joy accurate mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. and joy points out that she can also be absolutely horrible when it comes to protecting her family which will play out quite a bit in the show but it's like we all hate joy but like i think you can understand this like i think this makes a lot of sense which so says Joy's i'm as like, bad as i need to you be. know yeah. Yeah. You know, you're not a very nice young lady and Mallory says Oh, I don't have the dialogue, sorry. Oh, not let you do the voice. She says you're not a very nice old one.
0: Oh, you're not a very nice old one. Yeah.
1: Which I, I feel like this is supposed to make people like like win over to Mallory in the moment and like be called back later to show her flaws, of which there are many. But uh, there's something also about the way that was shot with the angles and the power dynamics. Like it's,
0: yeah, she's, stairs she's at and the like top of the stairs. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, so I mean, forward, I, I, I seen some people the- on
0: Reddit, like like in defense of Mallory. Like they exist, but I feel like a lot of people can't stand Mallory. And I don't know if. Uh, is this the kind of show where we're going to learn that we need to get past our uh our, you know, first impressions and everyone's the human being with their own reasons and like here's Mallory's demons. Like, is it that kind of show, or is it gonna be like Mallory sucks and is evil? I don't know. I guess we'll see. Uh, first of all,
1: no, no, thank you. But secondly, it could be. I'm just saying I mean, it's, if you it's really on the were, table. If you were if you were to really hold me down like outside of this being a TV show, um, I would argue that. Every single person is a human being, mm-hmm. even the people who do heinous, horrendous things, like even your Martin Harris's. So, I mean, it's like, I don't think we don't have that conversation. Anyway, um, 94 Join Kate in a police interrogation room waiting for the news. Kate wonders if Jeanette will be charged with failure to report, but Joy's like, from where I'm standing, it looks like accomplice to kidnapping. Yeah, she likes being held. And
0: it's just like, course. there is no case. You can go yeah. home. There's nothing here. <laughs> What about the necklace? Fingerprint analysis was inconclusive. And Jeanette denied it. <laughs> and fire and up a then, lie detector test, Joy says.
1: Well, even then, all they could give her would be community service, they say. Mm-hmm. Which, wow. Um, and so Kate wonders why she's the only one. The only one who suffers any consequences around here. And the detective's like, for what? And she's like, for anything.
0: I right, mean, A couple of um, interesting details about the scene. One is at the start of it, Joy is like looking at herself in the two-way mirror in the interrogation room. And kind of like, yeah. you know, just adjusting, you know, her 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 blouse. It's just like always concerned with her appearances, even when they're in like an interrogation room. Uh, and then at the end, there, I'm the only one who suffers consequences. To me, that suggests that Kate had, bears some some guilt for what happened to her, even though she shouldn't. Like she does. Like she's she feels like she is suffering consequences where others are not.
1: Uh, spoiler, big time kate feels needlessly guilty which will be a big part of episode five you know um and i and i think that the joy looking i mean there's there's like the subtle theme of like like all of these characters they like, they like re-examine their actions their attitudes their behaviors um i was really struggling not to like throw out a line from wild things here that you and i after say tonight, a lot we're not like, to be seen
0: together again that line no
1: not that one okay but, but the one that's like it's almost like flippant when it's out of context the only people uh, who can
0: fuck this up is us that line no not that one okay i don't know what you're talking
1: about with uh <laughs> theresa what's her name the denise denise richards mom when she goes to the police station right right yeah 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 anyway you know kate was like um kate gets home and there's ashley going through her room and and like kate's like throwing it back in ashley's face that she denied her left her alone all to fend for herself I'm presumably referring to the heartwood Cash, uh, uh, ashley's like, on wasn't.
0: her computer there at first yep kind of yep. poking around yeah. and, and kate's like what are you doing yeah
1: Yeah, and Kate's like, well, I wasn't alone for long, dot, dot, dot. So we get to 93. Uh, Flashback there again. Kate's, like, sitting outside of Martin Harris. She's, like, pointing out the constellations to him. Olivia Holt is really good at not just, like, seeming younger in this time period. Mm -hmm. But, again, I I hate the details, but she's playing, like, this like, adorably, subtly smitten.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she clearly is enjoying her time here with Martin Harris uh, because she... She gets to be, as you said, noticed by him. And mm. she gets to, you know, share her knowledge of antipodes with him. I don't know if that is a metaphor or something that's going to come up later. But it's like it's just it's so creepy because it's like, oh, they're having a moment, but it's like they they shouldn't be having a moment, you know.
1: Yeah. So she's pointing out that the antipode of Skyland would be an island in the Indian Ocean called Porta Francais. Um, and she's wondering about the constellations and that out there in the southern hemisphere. So, so do you think finale. Uh, after credit scene where it's like uh, we see like a woman of like long blonde hair like walk up to like a like it's a Bill Murray uh, with an the island Grace. bar yeah. I was gonna say island bar the wig comes off it's actually like Jeanette and then there's like a, like a person in a crazier wig and that's actually uh Kate and they're meeting up and yeah there's also Bill Murray as their lawyer
0: Susie be good <laughs> he's like <Yeah.
1: laughs> oh, I would be so into that Um, so she's like you know uh, she's cold, so he gives her her jacket or whatever. He you know, points out Cassiopeia. There's like a Greek mythology drop. Um, mentions the family drama, and she indicates that hers fully sucks. She's not allowed to talk about family business outside the family, but no one in the family really wants to talk about it. So this thing's like eating away at her. And he knows the feeling because something really tragic happened to him at her age, and he like stuffed the family secret down deep, never talked about it. So, of course, she's like, what was it? And he says uh, it was for him. It was his dad committing suicide, which he doesn't normally talk about. It's why he's so jumpy around guns. So why come?
0: Other I, than Kate, Kate obviously that yeah. other than Kate, <laughs> but no, that, that's clearly why he came. It's like, okay, well yeah. guns like are, you know, a, a trigger for you seemingly. Uh, yeah. Why would you be here? Why would you, like, if guns make you on comes and make you flashback to your dad killing himself, why are you here? And it's like, yeah. well, the, the most obvious answer there.
1: I mean, like I said, when I theorize that there might be like something where he feels like he's like stuck holding on to Kate later, like like keeping her captive because he can't let her go because he can't let the truth get out. It doesn't mean that he hasn't made I'm not saying he hasn't made horrible choices prior on this path.
0: Um, I did see some some theories about maybe the dad didn't kill himself. Maybe like he killed the dad, something like that. I don't know. There's there's some interesting theories about there and Annabelle, If, if Annabelle is not a person, maybe it's an object.
1: I like the idea of Annabelle being like a rosebud or or, or whatever. Well, oh, the, 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 a popular theory is that Annabelle is a gun.
0: Mm. So we'll see.
1: Mm, terrifying. Um, he says that he and his dad had a big fight. It was like the last conversation they had. So he suggests that you know with family stuff, his advice would be to choose your battles. So she says, you know, I think I can fall asleep now. So she gets up, gives him his shirt back, and he says, sleep tight, don't let the bed bugs bite. Which <laughs> uh, remember that creepy line, yeah, which is back. also. Something that I feel like parental figures primarily say to their children.
0: Yeah, it's, it so it's kind of corny. Creepy.
1: Mm-hmm. It's creepy when you hear it in other contexts. Mm-hmm. Uh, 94, we're back in Kate's room. Ashley's sitting there, seemingly having just heard this anecdote. You know, Yeah, because she uh, said that, that I saw. had no idea. Yeah. And she, Kate points out that Ashley's basically a ghost in this house and that their parents have been married for almost a decade and these two never talk. You know, Ashley wants to change that. She wants to listen. So Ashley's obviously dealing with her own guilt. Um, and Kate's like, I have a therapist for that. And she's like, well, a therapist is not a sister. And Kate's like, well, neither are you.
0: Ouch. Um, so yeah, she's really been trying here, but Kate is just shutting her out. Yeah. Yeah, Kate sits on the computer, conversation over, she logs in the chat,
1: and now she's just like, say, <laughs> that gives me an idea. Well, she
0: doesn't get the idea yet. That'll come from Derek in a little bit. Um, but as uh, Kate's typing in the as Trauma Rama 79 there, we get these flashbacks to probably the creepiest scene in the episode where it's Well, let's like, say,
1: my theory is, and I'm really going to have to go into the timeline of the Derek mm-hmm. situation, but my theory is that the Derek conversation might have actually happened earlier.
0: Mm, I don't think so, but if you say okay. so. Um, anyway, it flashback to the basement, It's kind of hazy, it's kind of like this thing, like light on the lens, like flashing in and out. Kate's kind of like slumped over, conscious, but like clearly drugged. You know, there's a shot of the the half eaten sandwich there, the grilled cheese sandwich, though, so, okay, there's there's something in that sandwich that's like basically knocked her out and creepy mm-hmm. ass Martin Harris is walking around with his it's just always like his like hairy legs and like these like boat shoes that he's in. It's just I don't know. Mm-hmm. Great great uh costuming presentation to make him just look a think seem extra creepy. And he just leans over to her and he says, This part will be over soon and uh i don't know yeah, this show's yeah. really um there's a lot of uh implication like they're they're walking a fine line in in what they suggest and what they show i mean we can we can all use our imaginations as to what this guy is doing having kidnapped a young girl for a year but they don't really go into it i'm i'm i don't know if there's more to that or if they just don't want to be salacious Literally. about it yeah
1: yeah yeah i mean the implication alone is mm-hmm. hard enough yeah but yeah, he's like, this, will, whatever. Like, he's like, I've got to hurry up and get to my vampire weekend uh, practice. Um, so after the commercial, ninety three. It's the next day. Uh, Rod Ball is doing some grilling at Hartwood, and Joy's like, I just love me the smell of meat in the morning. And Babs and Hank are like, Fuck yeah! And they kiss. And clearly Babs and Hank fuck. But um, Tate comes over for coffee, which she almost spills when her dorky boyfriend comes bouncing over. Hank's apron says, "Shoot the cook." <laughs> Then Martin Harris shows up, and this is truly the ugliest goddamn shirt I've ever seen in my this life. This thing
0: is, oof. but this is like this yeah. feels so accurate. You know what this reminds me of? Um, what was that dumb movie? Uh, Mark Rylands, um, Ready Player One. Where like some of the shirts he's wearing and like the flashback scenes in that movie, like mm. that reminds me of this shirt. It's just hideous. Mm. It's it's. And he's got like the ash washed jeans, like the shirt tucked into the belt. Yeah. I just I want I like,
1: could deleted scene. Where it's like like something happened to his suitcase mm-hmm. and like Joy was like, Sugar, you can borrow one of my shirts. Yeah. Um, Jamie wonders where Kate was last night and she's like, Oh, I fell asleep. And like Babs immediately chimes in with Well, Ashley was blasting
0: music in her room loud enough, I'll shake the wall. Jamie's like blowing up her spot here. He's like, No, no, I went over and you weren't there. It's like, dude, sh- shut the fuck up, you know, like <laughs> ask me away from her parents. Uh
1: but Jamie's such a fucking dunce. Jamie Jamie He's- has no
0: clue. Yeah yeah Yeah.
1: because because you know she's like well i went for a walk and he's like well i thought you were scared of the woods in the dark and she's like nope not anymore and jamie's just like huh i'm such a himbo i'll just smile and accept that and she's like oh thank god you're pretty but dumb um so babs gives kate a look meaning that she fucking knows something's up and she's keeping it to herself which i think this is like the babs are you going to be under are you scared of being under oath or not
0: yeah i mean maybe they babs would sort have of known that she was talking to martin that night that kind of thing because
1: i mean it's it comes this is like this is 100 one of those things where babs would be like well i didn't know but i knew mm-hmm. uh 95 kate's going for a walk with mallory at night at Hartwood. asked babs of or she asks mallory if babs has been staring at her And mallory like says the letter is like getting her and then immediately pivots because she's fucking dying to tell kate about the thing of her mom and especially all couch up with this, like, you're, like, my favorite person. And I don't ever want to keep any secrets from you. Well, like Because I'm also textbook toxic as fuck.
0: Mallory, are you really helping Kate by telling Kate that Joy, like, suspected you of leaving the note? Like, is this really something that Kate needs to nope. know? Nope. Or are you just trying to further turn Kate against her mom? Yeah.
1: Well, especially couching, again, in the cement shoes of, like, love bombing her. Mm-hmm um so you i know, don't want there mallory to be secrets that,
0: between us yeah
1: yeah uh mallory tells her that joy accused mallory of sending a letter except so fires case of course so the rest of the group's just like chilling around the fire uh joy asks tucker for a ghost story and then kate says in this adorable texas accent actually i might have one that'll send shivers down your spine so kate starts I mean, <laughs>
0: Cue man, the I incredibly always, uncomfortable ghost story yeah yeah do you have the dialogue? Do you want to do it? Uh I do not have it all now. I've I've tried not to to write down much dialogue. Dare I? Dare I say it all? Sure. It's all. It's about a girl called
1: Annabelle. Mm. Found herself in the woods one dark night, all alone and vulnerable. See, they were on a hunting trip, pretending they could love their pets at home, while they shoot animals on vacation. <laughs> and let me just break in and say, when, when I when I say, say that. This works as well for me as anything and everything Tommy Lee Jones does at the end of No Country for Old Men as mm-hmm. far as monologues go. And then I woke Texas up. Texas accents. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kate's like, you know, pretend that their marriages are perfect. Hypocrites, basically. Like Kate and <laughs> All like the adulterers are kind of kind
0: shifty and like, uh, <laughs> Joy's like, oh, I think and this Kate's story like, is a little too scary.
1: <laughs> yeah. Kate's like, secrets, wild accusations, a desperate thirst for gossip. In this part, she directs the Babs, of course. But back to little Annabelle all alone till she wasn't and Hank turns to Babs It's like who's Annabelle <laughs> she like kind of elbows him like okay like, it's like a man joined her a man the grown ups trusted now of course Annabelle trusted him too because I mean why wouldn't she right she was just a child and that trust led like, to something unspeakable then I think that that puts the blood all over the grown ups hands don't you think too that they were all responsible for what happened to her now they would better have all their stories straight because Annabelle sure has hers secrets are scary because everybody has them and this has like been fascinating because like the angles of everyone watching, and then we cut to like immediate like their POVs as they watch Kate tell the mm-hmm. story,
0: cleaning Mallory. But
1: she's, yeah, she's like you know shot, shots fired across the bow, and she gets up and she's walking away, and she stops and she's like, "Well, sleep tight, don't let the bug bugs bite."
0: Yeah, it's this is fascinating. I mean, this to me, I mean, we're gonna get the 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 Annabelle bit in a little bit at the end of the episode, but like it strongly implies that she is Annabelle because this is yeah. but she's basically talking about herself. I and she's she's blaming her, her family and friends for bringing this predator into their midst. You know, and it's like yep. you brought this, you know, person that you all trusted in and you know, look what happened to me because of that.
1: Well, uh, this facade of a world that you created and you sold it to me as being the real world mm-hmm. and being safe. Like you didn't prepare me for the world underneath all of this. And then you, like, introduce this monster into my life. And so, yeah, it's either that or she's she's happy to adopt Annabelle's name and graft it onto her story about herself. The story's yeah. clearly about her. But it's uh, very
0: much at cross purposes to her, like, legal defense. Like, like mm-hmm. she should theoretically be buttering all these people up to, like, pretend that Martin Harris was not a part of any of their lies. And instead, she's calling them all out for it, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like she's basically like you yeah, all you sense. all bear some guilt and responsibility for what happened to me,
1: mm-hmm. which is maybe something that Janet will also do in her circles. Mm-hmm. Um, so then and 95, this scene confused the hell out of me at first. So we're on the playground. There's Ashley in the swings. Derek comes to join her. Um, it's clearly a follow up to the to the scene that we saw. This previously is definitely after the scene
0: between um, Ashley and Kate. This is 94. This
1: is 94. I'm sorry. This is 94. But it's clearly a callback to the scene that we saw last week in which Claire from physics called the house mm-hmm. for, for, for DT. But what I think the way it works out is that that was essentially a callback to this because this is like the first time. So apparently Claire from physics class has been calling mm-hmm. on and off for a year to the house. Um, so that's why I was like, I was slightly confused at first. But yeah, she felt like she needed an alias because Wallace cannot be calling a Turner at this time. Um, you know, he says, she says that Kate hates her, hates Jeanette. He says, uh, he starts telling the story about how Jeanette had this phase when she was little where she would be scared of Derek. And he tells a story about how he had like a dolphin puppet that he would use to talk to her and he would do a funny voice, and she would talk to the puppet for hours. So he's just like. Maybe get a puppet now. She's like,
0: Say, yeah, that's what gives gives me an idea to uh, invent a false persona online. Sometimes people online aren't who they say they are, you know. Yeah, gotta be careful of that.
1: Uh, so she's she starts talking about like, Have you ever heard of Berenike IV, um, you know, heir to the last pharaonic family from uh um, ancient Egypt, like Cleopatra? Well, no, actually, she was Cleopatra's cunning older sister, but history forgot her so. We uh, come back to Kate in her room, like looking listless by her computer, and she gets this message from Baronicke from 4. This is why I think we're essentially picking up, like, not long after Ashley's left the room, and she's potentially previously had the conversation with Derek and, like, was just getting the screen name that she needed to, like, do the rest of this.
0: Hard anyway. say, yeah. But um, I think it's interesting that she's talking about Baronicke 4, and then Derek's like, oh, what happened to her? And it's like, she's beheaded. <laughs> it's just, like, yeah. hard cut to. Uh, In the basement, Kate, you know, lying there, dazed on the floor, waking up and seeing that there's been like some supplies moved into the basement, like bottles of water, tampons, toilet paper, mouthwash, food. Apples. Yeah. And it's like this is. Like
1: Martin Harris when he got himself a uh, suspicious Costco membership.
0: Well, it, it's it seems as though Martin Harris, like whatever his like, I don't even know if he had a plan, but it's like he suddenly, you know, started holding her captive. And it's like, I'll just make you like sandwiches and trail mix and it's like okay well that's not gonna work because you're gonna scratch yeah. me and so now i got to go to costco and just buy a ton of shit and like move it all down here while you're drugged yeah
1: well because you such a ham, it's like you can't risk these these constant one-on-one encounters with her like mm-hmm.
0: uh, well how does he explain i don't the know the best practices yeah
1: yeah i don't know the best pr- i got a cat yeah i don't i don't know the best practice for holding a human being hostage in your basement but like i guess this makes more sense um but uh uh also as the scene picks up i don't know if it's wonderful or fucked up but beautiful girl by yes starts playing
0: yeah beautiful girl stay with me stay with me yeah it's it's uh maybe not the the way that song is intended to to come across yeah yeah it's very creepy uh and
1: it's 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 very much about like the the protagonist of the song is like speaking to a young woman who's clearly been through something mm-hmm. and like is seemingly to come off like they want to be helpful to her, but also they really just want to fuck. Uh, so hard cut to ninety five. We're in Kate's room. Uh, Mallory's there, and we can find out that Kate has tapes of her therapy sessions that she's not listened to since those sessions. And this is very tricky because I noticed this in episode five that Mallory does a lot of like the uh, the writers like as you know Bob. Mm-hmm. Either that or she's a moron. Um, but she, like Kate wants to reaffirm the details since people are doubting her and she needs to be confident in her own story. And Mallory, who had just previously asked, like, you haven't listened to your own tapes? Now is like, Sylvia, the therapist, says, you know, that listening to
0: your own tapes can be really scary. Are you sure you want to do this? It's like, it's kind of like she's trying to talk her out of listening to them, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, like I, maybe I don't want you to revisit the initial, you know, weeks after you escaped where you recorded all the trauma that happened to you. Like, maybe I'm concerned that you might remember something. Yeah. Or,
1: or, or I am just a very overprotective friend who sure. Yeah. Who, who wants you to be entirely reliant on me for your sense of confidence in the world. And anyway, but like, Kate's like, well, I guess i just need to be brave then. Like my memory of that time is the only reference I have. The other person didn't make it out alive. So she it's puts on a weird headphones. way
0: of saying that, I guess. Yeah. You know, it, it's as, as, Though they were both trapped. But yeah, clearly from what we've I, seen. I mean, after this episode, there's a lot of theorizing that like that Martin was like working for someone else so that he wasn't the ultimate uh, villain in this that like, he, you know, he's like under the direction of someone else. I don't really get that rewatching it now, but I know there's a lot of theorizing about that at the time. Especially with the, the, the that whole Annabelle an att- thing, you know.
1: I see that as an attractive initial theory but like yeah once you start to it's like the it's like the two-way mirror thing it's mm-hmm. just like when the like you know if you really analyze it that doesn't make any sense yeah. but uh i think he's more he, i could see where he probably felt trapped by the circumstances of the fucking road he had put himself down mm-hmm. but uh as this scene is going we're getting a cover of come undone by duran duran um so we hear kate's voice on tape we see her in the therapy sessions like also there's flashbacks she's referring to If you're a casual tv viewer i don't think you really think about this much but this is like the beauties of not just like good editing but like clearly i think the show was written like this was the conceptual choice of the writing to have this kind of like triple back and forth right between different time periods here mm-hmm. but i yeah, just keep so thinking about, about the things fact much that, worse.
0: that um Kate puts her headphones on and she's like queuing up this tape and Mallory just has to sit there and watch her listening to headphones you know like yeah Mallory yeah. has no idea I mean, this, what's going on
1: this kind of sequence it reminds me of like things that you would see constantly like in a Christopher Nolan movie the way he's just like constantly like he's not comfortable unless there's like three timelines happening mm-hmm. at once um, but Kate on tape slash in therapy is just like talking about you know things are getting worse and he would come right he'd come downstairs right before she was rescued and something was different something was wrong and- And that's when she met Annabelle and Sylvia's like, who's Annabelle? And in 95, Mallory's like leaning in, like trying to get a hold of Kate. She's like lost, like under the water of this memory in her own voice. And Kate like looks confused in every time period. And she's just like, I don't, I can't, I can't remember.
0: I'd just like to point out that uh, on the recording, we have, we hear Sylvia say, who's Annabelle? And then it cuts to Mallory immediately. Mallory Mallory blurry and then leaning forward into focus. Who is Annabelle? Yep. Yeah, I don't know.
1: One hundred percent. Like I was just like, is the show just throwing it right in our faces right here? Mm-hmm. Um.
0: Uh, and then yeah, she can't remember, and then cut to ninety three captive Kate gasping, or I guess this would technically be ninety four at this point. You know, this is the day or right before she was rescued. She's introduced to yeah. Annabelle for the first time. What could Annabelle?
1: There's the implications, and then of course this ends with the card for letting people know they can reach out to Rain's National Sexual Assault Hotline twenty four seven. Like, there's the implications, and there's like, hey, mm-hmm. if this triggers you, you know, or, or if you this is something you can deal with, please get help. Um, so, I have some some comments and things from listeners. Unless you have any questions of your own, you want to, uh, to go first. for it. Uh, so, from listeners, uh, we'll start with friend of the pod, Kayla. Who, what do you think Annabelle is? I think we talked a little bit. I mean, I think the most
0: gun, I mean, the most likely theory is it's, it's some sort of object like a gun or something. Um, It could just be Kate's kind of, uh, you know, trauma induced uh, disassociative personality. Something like that. It's
1: not a person, a persona.
0: Yeah. 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 We hope it's not Martin and drag basically, you know, like doing the psycho thing that would be a little hackneyed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. Also, from Kayla, did Mallory plan to meet Kate in therapy?
0: I I personally think she did. I don't think Mallory goes to therapy. I'm uh, I'm still is, very is much Mallory, on the Mal Mallory is the one who saw Kate and didn't do anything about it, and is only befriending her now to make sure that that truth never comes out. That like kind of like manipulate her hatred of Jeanette to kind of and and also just make sure that like you know what what is. Kate, remember right now, and how can I twist that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's also possible that Mallory has no stake in what happened to Kate. She just likes to have friends that she can control and mm-hmm. be toxic about, and and you know. Anyway, um, I've been re- I've been watching uh, Dead to Me on Netflix, and it's just funny how much these kind of things overlap between these two
0: shows. But uh, is Mallory in love with Kate? Um, maybe, I mean, you know, Mallory had a kind of close, but turbulent relationship with Jeanette too. It, it may have been that she, Mallory tends to latch on to a particular girl and like their BFS and kind of everything mm-hmm. revolves around their friendship. And she seems to have transferred that from Jeanette to Kate. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, Mallory fucking hated Kate in 93 and in, in 94, yeah. you know, when she like meets up with uh, Jeanette at the mall there. And she's like, the mm. world doesn't need another fucking Kate. Like before, Kate got rescued. So, and it, it all seems to be one sided. Like Kate was just like, oh yeah, you came to my birthday party that one time. And meanwhile, yeah. Mallory is just like, fuck that bitch. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's gonna be a secret uh, half sister reveal or something like that. Yeah. yeah, or like, you know, your mom did this to my dad, or I don't know. It's like, is is there a reason for Mallory? hating Kate at first other than that she was the popular girl and that Mallory has kind of established his whole identity as being like the kind of counterculture person who who has to hate the popular people.
1: Can I, can I just text a line to you and have you say it Mallory voice?
0: Sure. Okay. And just a jukebox hit play. It's me, Kate, the author of all your pain. You're welcome.
1: Oh Jesus! I hate
0: Mallory.
1: <laughs> um, I know. I, 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 I do think is, you should uh,
0: prepare yourself for the idea that Mallory too is just a, a flawed, hurting human being and isn't mm-hmm. secretly evil. <laughs> even oh, though I want her to be. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I I don't know if that kind of show. I mean, what I love is that even though ha- the town has the rod wall. Skyland seems like clearly be like a small town, mm-hmm. not like small, small, but like you know. It's not a major city. It's not a huge city. And I love that like both of the, the, the nerdiest female characters that we've encountered, they're not like complete unknowns to Kate. Like when, when Jeanette first meets Kate in the pilot, like Kate's like, yeah, I know who you are. I've seen you around, you know? And like same and thing with Ballard. like, yeah, together. you can a birthday yeah. party. Yeah, and I, I kind of love that it's like Kate is never presented as just like the, the, the usual stereotype of like here's the popular girl who doesn't know who the pores are mm-hmm. or what have you. But yeah, I mean, it's it's hard not to say too much because I think real-time episode eight has just aired and it's confirmed a lot of my feelings. But uh, the truism that I feel like I've seen circulating a lot on the internet about um, how toxic people, when they can no longer control you, they try to control the way the world sees you, mm-hmm. that is Mallory to me, 100%. Yeah. Like she's just, uh, I need to stop saying 100% in this episode. I'm sorry. I need to start saying 115% because that's what Mallory is. I think she's just a, an incredibly wretched horrible person. Uh I have one more question from Kayla, and then the next the next listener has a great Mallory question. But yeah, last from Kayla. Is Joy Cassiopeia?
0: Yeah, I actually had that in my notes. Um Cassiopeia sacrificed her daughter to save herself. Yeah. Is there is there some sort of parallel that can be drawn there? Like you you wonder at some point is Joy going to have to make a choice? Like does she kind of cut ties to Kate? You know, just to to save the family's money and whatnot. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Moo Points has a great question. Would you rather be stuck for three hours Mm -hmm. in L.A. traffic of Mallory or wear the You Go Girl necklace
0: for one full month? Mm I mean. This is an easy one for me. Well, like, I guess I'm thinking: could I just like turn the radio on the whole time, or is it like I have to talk nope. to her? Nope. Nope. No. Yeah. She is,
1: she, you have to. You have to talk to her. You have to listen to yeah. her.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I that you go girl, girl necklace doesn't seem super comfortable, but I'd I'd probably go with that. Yeah.
1: Quite frankly, I'd 127 hours in my arm <laughs> In three minutes with Mallory. But, uh, yeah, and, and also Mallory just been complaining you at you the hour. whole
0: time about like how you should have taken a different. You should have taken the ten. Or, have you seen Clerks? <laughs> yeah, we didn't mention the egregious Clerks reference in this episode.
1: Next one. Oh, wait, that's the next, next one. one. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're recording two tonight, folks, so <laughs> give us a break. Um, Roof, uh, you know, again, pointed out that the the end of the previous episode, Jeanette 95 Here's the hello from Martin Harrison's hello from 93. Um, her sister has this theory based on that, that Vince actually isn't there with Jeanette at the end of the episode. That hmm.
0: i think magical thinking i don't know
1: yeah i i think it's it's an element that's not fully developed of jeanette's having conversations of imaginary versions of her friends i mean it's supposed to be a big twist but
0: so far it seems like when the show is showing us something like martin harris who isn't really there like it makes it very clear that that's the case It's, you know, like there's at least so far there's like, it hasn't, it's not like there's a whole scene where it's like, Oh no, that, that didn't happen. You know, it's like a Tyler Durden thing or something.
1: Well, I don't think imaginary Vince would come down the stairs to ask her how many times she's been in the basement for her to, to,
0: yeah. Cause that scene was all about Vince finding out more of the truth of what Jeanette's been up to and still lying for her the next day. I think that's kind of the point of that scene.
1: But anyways, like the, 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 the way that plays of time and space there's a there's a graphic novel I read years ago i can't remember the author's name it 's called here um and graphic novels are are a great format because they're the closest we have to um a non film and t v depiction of like time and space and narrative but like it it takes place entirely in like one spot where a house is but like each each panel or each frame is from a different moment of like over a course of hundred and fifty years so a character will say something in this panel and then we're we're bouncing back and forth in time and like how like a space just kind of resonates, I don't know, people and lives and stories. Um, Alyssa uh, is also convinced that Jamie and Jeanette were in the basement together, possibly, probably having sex.
0: Yeah, I've seen a few theories about that, about how that might have been where they had sex for the first time, which is why Jamie had such a violent reaction to learning that Kate was alive and, and, and was Again, rescued from there, yeah. Because I, I
1: theorized this at the end of last week, or maybe it's the episode two, but like it's not to justify Jamie's actions, but I, I could it's more see just like where, understanding
0: more than justifying it, yeah. yeah. Well, like
1: his his way of like blaming Jeanette for feeling culpable for something where he mm-hmm. was in that proximity to Kate. Um and then Nicole would like us to go into a little bit about the symbolism of the mirrors and how they're used in the show. And it's, Let's say that for the next episode. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, especially there's like a whole lady from Shanghai thing in the next mm-hmm. episode. It was like that could be one minute or that could be like a hundred minutes of us <laughs> talking about that.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, thanks everyone who's listening to the podcast. We've got a few more reviews here. Thank you to uh, Car from Klee, Meg from Boston, BJ Chana Bueno and Nicole O121. Thank you all for the reviews. Cool. If you want to support the pod, rate and review on iTunes or I think still iTunes is the only place it really matters as far as that's concerned. Like, I don't know if you can rate on Spotify or I don't We're not even on there anyway. Um, but yeah, we always appreciate people getting the the pod out there and, you know, hyping it up online. If you further want to support us you can do so by buying our book we don't have ads or patreons or clubs or anything like that but we did write two mystery novels it's called my name is trouble and trouble always finds me If you go to my you can find out more about that you can get ebooks or paperback copies it's a mystery series about a girl detective named trouble trying to solve the mystery of uh who killed her dad and, and much more I think if you enjoy our general vibe, you'd enjoy those books. I think you could say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll be back in a little bit to talk about season one, episode five, as the Carney gods intended. The titles of these episodes, yeah. very odd.
1: They're always like dialogue, right?
0: Yeah, it's, they're always like it's uh, dialogue drops. Yeah, uh, the next one's written yeah. by the showrunner, so i good for that.
1: I think it's her first one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Well, again, my my theory is that showrunners are like rewriting everyone's scripts. It's always a question of whether or not they take credit. Um, But yeah, so this will be an interesting one.
0: All right. See you guys then. See you then. Bye-bye.